Usually, she just wears jeans. But she sure is a shape and a drape in that dress. That's a well-dressed person for you squares out there. Hello and welcome to episode 332 of Under the Cowl of MS, a Monday Mad Manipod episode. Alright, that was just some beatnik quote. I wasn't sure what to start it with today. But let's open our Mad Mer- Mad Maniverse Library Volume 1. Madman Volume 1, Mad Maniverse Library. Which you should have. You've had plenty of time to order yours by now and get it. So you better have it. I gotta support the All Reds. So they keep making awesome stuff for us to enjoy. Alright, where do we leave off? He was on his way back to Dr. Biopard. Madman was. He is in the midst of dealing with falling in love again with Joe. All excited because of the makeout session that they had. And he's bouncing his way happily back to Dr. Biofard's. And that is where we are starting up today. This would be page 186, if you're wondering. But you should have your red tassel marking that page off from last time we read. And let's get to it. Starting out with Dr. Biofire getting ready to stick some needle into his tongue. (laughs) Dr. Biofire, are you still up? What you doing? What? Oh, Frank. It's you. How was your evening? As he puts his hair on top of his head to cover up his unique little metal skull patch that he has going on. It was the best. I feel nifty. But are you all right? You seem kind of flustered. Um, yes. Well, you did startle me. What are you working on so late? Oh, this. I wasn't going to talk about it until I had made some headway. But I might as well tell you now it's a new new serum that taps into the unused sections of the brain i'm calling it the brain expander i believe the secrets of the universe are locked away in each of us By the way, you received another phone call 
from that ringmaster fellow from the circus. He's upped his offer, and he said you can take Joe, Joe with you. He'll let her sell refreshments. You know, I think that might be just the thing to do right now. A new career in the circus. I'm going to give him a call in the morning. Hi, Frank. I thought I heard your voice. Gail. Hello. Oh, yes. Something else I was to tell you. Gail's here. Before you make my plans, make any plans with the circus, Dr. Flem asked me if I would come here to ask you if you could assist him on his new project. Well, gee, I don't know. When? All the way to Buzztown? I have another date with Joe tomorrow night. Besides, Dr. Biofard might need me. Dr. Biofard already told me he won't be needing you. And I'm almost certain we can get you back in time for your date. All the way to Buzztown and back by tomorrow night? Are you nuts? Say no more, Frank. Let's go down in the basement. I have something to show you, okay? <laughs> Can she be trusted? I don't know. It's just... Frank's worried about traveling to bio, to Flems and back and stuff like that, but he wants to join a circus. Does he not know that the circus travels all over the country, sometimes the world? And he'll be further and further away from both doctors if he does that. All right. I see you got a new jacket. Me too. Yeah. I should make you pay for mine. I said I was sorry for losing the other one. Anyway. Oh. I think you'll be impressed with our little surprise. As he goes downstairs and turns on a light. The basement light. And sees this blue Kind of like a submarine, mini submarine looking thing. What is that? Or what is it? We're calling it the Moto Rooter. It runs off solar batteries. Which isn't going to be too good because it's in a dark basement. It's not going to charge well down there. Flem has really juiced up his solar capacitor. It's an underground vehicle. It rides a track that runs perfectly straight 
from here to Dr. Flem's house in Buzztown. It's very fast. We can be there in less than an hour. I don't know. It looks a bit cramped. Besides, I'm sure Dr. Biofard is going to be needing me. I better stay. No, really, Frank. I won't be needing you. Go with Gail. I'll be very interested to hear what Flem is working on. Oh, man. I can use the privacy. It looks like I'm going to Buzztown. You sure I'll be back in time for my date? I can almost guarantee it. Almost? Stop worrying so much. Goodbye, Dr. Biofard. Wait, wait. I'm not sure about this. How long have you been working on this? Is this safe? What are you worried about? I just don't see how you two could have come up with this so fast. And how did you dig a tunnel all the way from Buzztown? How about we let Dr. Flem answer all your questions? You'll have to see it to believe it. And they go shooting off. He's all, wee, all excited. It's hauling butt through the tunnel. Still can't figure out what's up with the whole solar electricity thing in the dark tunnels. It must be. I'm guessing they have the solar electric panels above ground, collecting the energy, charging the rails that the cart drives on. Sort of like you ever go in the old bumper cars and you see that they got these little poles going up to the rails and these little wires that are running on the rails and the electricity sparking off the wires. Thinking that's kind of how this must work. It's got to run uh, electricity through the main uh, tracking system and that's how it collects the energy above ground to solar energy and pumps it into this machine. Is my guess or he's just got solar electricity hooked up to quite a few things in his little laboratory, and that's just part of the want, things that are connected to it. But what do I know? Later, but not much. We got to Dr. Flem's place even faster than Gail said. We're talking PDQ, which I'm guessing is pretty damn quick. <laughs> Hello, the, the Dr. Flem. It's my madman. <laughs> Sorry, my voices are all over the place. I don't have half my teeth in today, so it's really hard to do any type of voices, so bear with me. It's my madman. I'm so glad you came. I knew you would. I have so much to show you. Tell me, what are your impressions of the motor router? <laughs> the motor router. 
That's the name of their little speedster car that bounces between houses. The Nito. Nito. <laughs> Where are we? We're underneath my house in Buzztown. Come with me. I'll show you. <laughs> you didn't have all this when I was here before, did you? In a way, well, actually, very little of it, as a matter of fact. You wouldn't have seen it if I had. It's all very well hidden. I'm sure you'll know why. Hi, Frank. How are you? I'm fine, Bonnie. How are you? Great. Gillespie has been teaching me all about science while I do his clerical work. Has he shown you what you've done yet? What I've done? What do you mean? No, I haven't. You looked like you needed a little rest first. It concerns your assisting me, Frank. I don't understand. Couldn't you have Bonnie and Gail assist you? What do you need me for? I have a date. I'm going to need Bonnie to help me develop a cure, Frank. Yes. It seems there were a few unknown properties in the chemicals Gail treated her bandages with. As Gail peels her bandages off. That's right. They didn't fade the tattoos like I had hoped. And she keeps peeling peeling away at her mummified straps of cloth. Ironic, isn't it? I wanted to fade the tattoos. And they're all that remain. I'm sorry. I hope you can fix it. Fix it? I'm sure I will. It's just going to take some time. So you could see why I'm going to need your help. But what did Bonnie mean? By what she said, what have I done? Hmm... How best to explain. What's all the mystery? I haven't done anything, have I? What's this all about? I'm sorry. I guess I shouldn't have said anything. Tell me. It's no secret, Frank. It's just difficult to explain. Indeed, it is a secret, but one that must be shared with you. Come with me. I'll show you everything and explain. We see the doctor's house. This is tiny little house and garage, little golf cart, some weird type of 
big mechanical kind of like uh um come on you look at the stars of them telescope type thing and a bunch of satellite dishes all over his roof so he's got this tiny house tiny garage i'm guessing this giant huge cavern underneath that's his main main uh, laboratory which we see some things inside of whole rock formations so. you see frank this is what you've done you've helped me build all of this but let me explain everything then ask questions this is a top flight scientific headquarters you and I have spent the last two years constructing it. Two years? I'm sorry. I have to ask, how could we have done this? I haven't even known you nearly that long. Now, open your mind and listen carefully. I've discovered it's possible to live simultaneous lives on the same chronological plane. It's all possible with this. As he's headed towards a top secret room in his laboratory. Don't tell me. It's a time machine. Yes, a time vehicle. Then this is becoming clear to you. No, not really. I'll explain. Obviously, the time vehicle came first. I used it the first time, traveling to the future to my, to my surprise. You were there waiting for me. Not only did you know I was coming, but you knew what my plans for a scientific headquarters were. It was quite disoriented from my journey. Yet it soon became apparent to me that I had given you this information in the past, what I believe I'm starting to do now. You even had my time travel knockout sedative pills. Let's do it. From there, we journeyed two years into the past to begin work on this project you had great enthusiasm this is all flashbacks going on here uh, let's do it part was just frank having a memory that they're getting ready to do this time travel thing one unique dilemma involved taking great care avoiding my past self challenging Along the way, we developed se several inventions to help in our labors. The most helpful was this. Marie Warren. As professor claps away. Zowie! What are those? And how did I help you create those things? It's simple, since your future self was aware of the existence of these devices, 
as you're seeing them now, your description of them gave me the idea to create them. Will you look at that? Helping hands. That's only the beginning. Watch this. I have a complete hive of drones. He's got these unique spherical chrome drones with arms coming out of them that float around and fly around, which I have two of the only four very unique, very original action figures that you'll never be able to find anywhere again. <laughs> Unless Mike decides to make some up. <laughs> I don't think they'll be as cool as these ones. But at least now we know that their names are Marie and Warren. So I'm going to have to somehow give them a little plaque or logo that I can put on them with a single letter or something to give them that character characterization when I set them up. If I ever get my madman action figure in the mail, which should be coming maybe this week. But, alright. Let's get back to the story. I'm running off here. Okay. So, Madman just asked, how did I help you create those things? It's simple. Since your future self was aware of the existence of these devices, as you're seeing them now, your description of them gave me the idea to create them. Will you look at that? Helping hands. That's only the beginning. Watch this. I have a complete hive of drones. Oh, read all. <laughs> Numerous models programmed for any imaginable, Im, imaginable function. After we completed this phase of the project, I returned you to the park at the exact moment we'd left from. Then, on a hunch, I merged with my real-time self. I've maintained all memory and knowledge of the experience. I believe I can do this infinitely, literally living life to the fullest. It's actually a pretty cool idea. It's the first time I actually seen something with time travel that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> He's taking it, using it to his advantage and not messing with the rest of the world and changing things over time at least. All right, let me show you a few more inventions. Carbonated fuel has great potential. The smallest amount can power the time vehicle. <laughs> He's telling all this stuff as Madman's playing around with his other devices, checking out things. What's this? It's an anti-gravity belt. There are a few more bugs to work out, though. It works better than the anti-gravity rings, I must say. A comfortable harness should do the trick. <laughs> He's lifting Madman off the ground. <laughs> floating around. But this is where my most ebullient ambitious ambitions are directed. With these cameras, 
I intend to document a visual history of mankind. Are you willing to travel with me on the voyage of all time? Can I ask you some questions about all this first? Of course. Are you eating the right foods? Getting enough sleep lately? Been playing with Mr. Winky? Tip top. And you? I believe we're all packed now. Correct me if I'm wrong. But do you intend to videotape history? Yes, a very abridged view of it. Then I assume my future self already did this and survived. This is, er, and survived this to tell you about it. It sounds sort of scary. Or actually, (laughs) actually, (laughs) no. I conceived and planned this project after I took you back. It sounds sort of scary. I don't know if I want to mess with time. But you already have. At least you will. That's the beauty behind the breakthrough of this discovery. There's an endless array of patterns. We can manipulate our lives through... We can manipulate our lives through in the context of time. Now, that sounds kind of goofy. I think it's supposed to be though. I don't know. I'm not the writer. I'm just the reader. (laughs) My plan is simple. We go back before the dawn of man, then position ourselves slightly above the earth. Letting it rotate below us. Writing an accelerated time vortex. We can document a brief history of time on these cameras in a matter of days. A matter of days? I have a date with Joe tonight. You want me to sit with you in that thing for days? You're forgetting. I can bring you back at any time. I estimate it will take three and a half days to document history up to the present. A long time, yes. But relatively a wink in the eye of eternity. When you consider what we'll be achieving. Can I count on you? Ah, okay. Just think of it, Frank. We could be over Budapest in the year 1493, or over Italy before the fall of the Roman Empire. It's a grab bag of history. Yeah, you can call it that when you sell it to video stores. You'll realize the significance of what you're doing once you're settled in. I know. Just that no matter how how I look at it, It'll still be over three days till I get to see Joel again. Check your straps and take this sedative. The adjustment to time travel is incredibly jarring. I have the controls set and programmed. Give me the ready sign and we'll be on our way. I've already taken my pill and I'm feeling its effects. Ready? Say cheesy, guys. 
Jeez. <laughs> Clear out. We're about to launch. Boys get all the fun. Hold on. I'm forgetting something. Oh, no. Wait. My book pack. It has all my special stuff in it. I'll be right back. No! Dangerous! Pill. Feel. Dizzy. You're trying to get back to the spaceship. Spaceship's launching off. Frank's reaching for it. The doctor's in it. It goes shooting off into the sky. Frank grabs hold of the side. Wee-hoo! As he pulls himself into the device and gets into his seat, must hold on. Little long, and he passes out. I should say must. Hold on. Little long. Prepare for brunt. And then I passed out. That is the end. Today, we'll get back with more next Monday on this. But I got a special segment coming up right after this yet. Alright, I ran out of time right at the end there. Just got it, the book. Got that part of that volume of the Madman novel. Trade paperback. That was the final page, the final segment for that one. We'll get into volume two next week. Uh, So that worked out just perfectly. Thankfully, we didn't hit a few seconds later. We would have ran out in the middle, and that would have sucked. But today, my extra little all-red bonus item is Ecstatics, number 13, 14, 15, and 16, which is a Back from the Dead run, which sadly must have a fifth part. I don't know if it has a sixth part or not, but I don't have number 17, so I just read these four for now until I get the other ones later on. Getting a little more into these Ecstatics characters, learning more about them. And we have a newest new member that hops in this time. But I'm going to give you the previously from the first issue that we got here. Ecstatics. Previously. Previously on the Ecstatics. While other mutants flee from angry mobs, the members of Ecstatics have taken Professor Xavier's dream of peaceful coexistence between man and mutant. To new uncharted territory. Adored by millions, these mutants for hire have triumphed over adversity and hatred by smiling for the cameras and partying with rock stars, supermodels, and anyone with a Q rating over 35. As popular as the latest five-member boy band, the team's celebrity is something you can bank on which is exactly what the team owner, Spike Freeman, has done. Obsessed with good press and keeping his team in the limelight, 
Spike sends his mutants on a deadly mission on deadly missions with frighteningly high mortality rates, all to earn more measles for his corporeal. <laughs> but the mirror of celebrity has two faces, and one sends out quite a nasty reflection. The average lifespan of an ecstatic member is about six issues. So hold on to your hat, reader. You're in for a hell of a ride. So yeah, that says about six issues, so maybe this is a six-issue run for this storyline. But some of the characters that we're dealing with here are the orphan, the anarchist, uh, Venus, Demiso, Miles, Alfred, the Vivisector, Billy by Bob Riley, Fat, P H A T, the Anarchists, Tyke Alicar, and Guy Smith, formerly Mr. Sensitive, is the orphan. Uh, Dead Girl. Uh, Robbie Rodriguez. It's El Guapo. And Dupe. And then, of course, the trillion billion dollar man, Spike Freeman. Which I don't know. I don't understand. I'll learn it all. I'll get all the issues. I'll eventually figure all these characters out. But this Spike Freeman character, he does nothing. All he is is like a PR stunt guy. And a major jackass. But when you see the X-Men characters and how... Charles wants them to preserve life, human life, and not destroy it. You see these characters, and they're all out. Uh, powers ablaze and ready to take out anybody and anything, including a new member of, of the team. They're constantly fighting between, between each other. Having their own internal issues. And we get to see this, uh, like, rock star girl who gets killed. Uh, She gets electrocuted while on stage by touching her microphone stand, and that's how she dies. And she her spirit after a certain period of time comes back and she takes over a female's body in a morgue that was from a group of characters that were gunned down by this evil organization of characters these old guys they're 
wanting certain members, certain people just taken out to obviously benefit them in some special way. But throughout this, we end up coming across a sniper story. We get to see uh, how both sides want to take out this newest member. I mean, she didn't know she had mutant abilities. She didn't know she was going to come back to life. She didn't know she was going to get killed. And she was young in her prime. She dies, takes a new form and a new body. Uh, we don't really get to learn much about her abilities, but Charles does uh, find out she is a mutant somehow. Doesn't really explain much about what he did or what he found out throughout this whole four issues though it's just all these characters are fighting back and forth uh, trying to decide whether or not to take her out get her killed somehow I don't know why they're so obsessed with killing her off and she's just a person just another person part of the group that's a beneficial thing to these characters it's not like she's a harm to them in any way other than her glamour, her wanting to be in front of the camera and get things out there. I mean, that that's the only effect she really has on the group. And this little jackass character that's supposedly put the ecstatics together is... Spike Freeman goes to the bad guys and sets them out up with some other characters like a tree girl, a rock guy, a monkey guy that kind of looks like dresses up like a beatnik, and then a Oxford blue character that's kind of kind of got a beast character feeling to it, and then there's a a blind. Um, your blind character that's lost his sight in a bombing raid on Baghdad. And he's a, there are a lot of crude stereotypes in this book. There's a lot of stuff that's just wrong. <laughs> well, not, it's crude. A lot of crude stuff throughout these four issues. Uh, makes me this made me really not care as much for the ecstatics characters. It's like we gotta get to more of a tight knit group type uh, team combat type <laughs> storyline instead of everybody just constantly being against everybody else and. Racially or sexually or however motivated to be against everyone else throughout these stories instead of just working together. Whereas if you're not going to work together, you should be a single 
entity and be on your own, like Spider-Man, who happens to make some appearances through these books, through these issues. And we also get into... Uh, and pretty much it's just basically they're focusing on this new gal her and her spirit form take over this body and they gotta figure out whether or not they're gonna work with her why they hate her what's going on with all those issues that they have along the way we're finding out about this other organization run by these couple of old curmudgeons that are trying to take out the ecstatics because this girl has appeared with them and they apparently were the ones that took her out originally and she knows information that could ruin these people apparently and they uh, took advantage of her in the past and stuff like that and other people and she knows about all this we also got a variety of things going on with uh Another lady that's, uh, oh, she's like a news, uh, nighttime news gal that's trying to bring to light certain of things. And she has some things that could ruin certain people along the way. And she's also in love with a member of the ecstatics and, we get to see what's going on between them. Uh, we get to see some things with landmines and some kids getting their body parts blown off by landmines left from military uh, events decades ago or whenever, which is a true thing. It's military offenses just leave their weaponry laying around countries and kids that don't know any better are out playing in the woods and just step on these devices or traps or whatever, get injured, killed, lose limbs and all that stuff. But, uh, so you got that storyline going in here also. So you get a variety of storylines, but my biggest problem is the way these characters treat each other and themselves and others i mean come on you i don't know why people with powers are so angry <laughs> it's like simmer down now but yeah i do like a, a lot of the characters but i just don't like when they when they fight with each other and they argue over stupid things and act stupid over certain things. And the one character I can say you never have to worry about is Dupe. Until I start translating his stuff, then maybe <laughs> I'll find out more. But until then, Dupe's the one character that I'll always stand by. And he's, he, it's like he's just like, in the background, like, what the hell is wrong with all these people? <laughs> but, 
I could be wrong. I'll find out once I translate all this stuff. I do have the decoder and everything. I just too lazy to whip it out and do it right now. I wait till I get the whole complete series and other dupe complete series, and then I'll sit there and lay them out, write them out, figure out what it's he's actually saying, and maybe talk about those at another time. But but yeah, ecstatics from Marvel. Number issue 13, 14, 15, and 16, the Back from the Dead run, parts 1 to 4. I'm guessing it goes to 5 or 6. Definitely goes to 5, because I know, I know I'm missing that one. But more all-red fun for you to check out if you wish. But that's it for today. Have a Genji day. We'll get back to you again. Next Man Man of Monday, same madman of time. Oh, no, not same time. The reason I was late today is I had to finish reading off those ecstatic comics. So. Otherwise, I usually get it out earlier in the morning. But so Enjoy your day. Check out Crimson Cull Comic Club. Check out Under the Cull. Keep following Under the Cull of MS. Rate, review, tell a friend about us. We need to get some more props. We need to get people to notice us. We need all the help we can get. Help a brother out. But we'll talk to you again probably tomorrow with our normal Tuesday episode. Some comics and some MS. So talk to you soon. <laughs>